0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Talking Stations Midweek Update. This is Season 1, Episode 7, titled The Black Market. And that is for very important reasons, which we'll be discussing later in the show. And we're going to be discussing them with our special guest today, Alexi of Card. Say hi, Alec.
1: Hello, everyone. How you doing?
0: Alec is CEO of a corp called Capitalist Army, also CEO of the Alliance The Network Dot, former CEO of Noir. That's maybe where you have heard his name in the past. I am Artemis Albosa. I'm in his corp, by the way, the network, or pardon me, Capitalist Army within the network. And joining me today, as always, my co-host, Ron USMC. Your friendly neighborhood dinosaur. And we have Silver Suspiria as well.
2: The eagle on his back.
0: (laughs) I gotta say... Ron, I really want to get you a T-shirt with the polo guy, but instead of riding a horse, he's riding a dinosaur. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yes. For our podcast listeners, Ron is wearing a very... Uh, how would you describe that? Pronounced just, horse. Yes, pronounced polo. <laughs> it's,
2: it's very fancy. Oh, I
0: want to play so golf with we... him. We... I don't
2: know why. <laughs> I'm
0: ready. Wait, is that what you do? Is that a golf club you're swinging? I thought it was a...
1: No, it's it it's called? polo,
3: but... Uh, it's a polo mallet.
1: But, you know, folks still wear that kind of thing on golf courses.
3: Oh, yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's
1: the rolling green planes. There's an affinity <laughs> there. What can I say? That's it.
0: I'm showing my lack of cultural awareness here. Let's, let's jump into what I'm more familiar with, and that is stuff that is happening within EVE Online, a, a spaceship game. So... So recently, a bunch of spaceships died over a particular Fortizar that is anchoring in a very special place. Alec, you want to run us through what happened? What did you do?
1: Uh, well, and I I've got this for the podcast listeners this very smug look on my face, considering all the work that went into getting this thing done. Uh, it, it feels pretty good that that we actually managed to be successful here. Uh, we launched a Fortizar... Into 9UY Providence. 9UY is one of the most storied systems in EVE. Uh, it was host to Unity Station. Um, there is uh, major wars over it between Jericho Fraction and Ushur Khan and Cura CVA, uh, Cura Tourist Veritatis Alliance, or whatever the hell their names are. <laughs> uh, now it's controlled by Block and has been for a very long time, but it wasn't always that way. And regardless, it was always one of the most interesting regions in EVE, even though it was one of the relatively space-poor regions of EVE. Uh, because of its geography, because of the pro-neutrals flying around stance of all the groups that bothered to fight over it, it was a really great, target-rich, easily accessible, fun-to-roam-through environment. So even if you didn't live there, you always wanted to go there because you knew if you would head in there, you would get content and probably get some fights from the guys that were trying to chase you out of there. So it's just always been one of my favorite regions, and I'm happy to put this Fortizar down in the middle of it and open it up to basically everyone. All the roamers that come in there looking for fights, all the NPSI groups like Spectre and Bomber's Bar that occasionally run content either in there or in nearby catch. Um, To uh, to Very recently, some of the guys like Wrecking Crew and uh, Honorable Third Party, they've come in there and tried to add their own kind of PvP to the area and are fighting against the odds, kind of against CVA, to keep their presence and foothold there. And you know, hopefully over time, the Pravi Block alliances themselves, if not CVA proper, certainly some of the other alliances that live there, to offer it up to them as well that they can have access to it and resupply their own members in a way that's more convenient or cheaper than some of the existing markets they have access to, all without going back to Empire and taking a break from the fun. So it was a pretty big deal. Uh, the market is now up and running. The station is open for business. We are going to be stocking it more over time, but we also invite anyone else that has uh, the the capacity and interest to put their own items up on the market and try to make a little money for themselves. It's capitalism, baby. Open competition.
2: I okay, that's really interesting. So. Is the intent the intent from while you explained was to sort of fuel the conflicts there, uh, give people access to market so they don't have to go back to Empire Space to repair or to rearm stuff like that, um, but it's also market PvP to the locals. Like, what? Why was it seen as so hostile? and Why did you get such a you know spirited um, response to the anchoring?
1: Well, CVA, like I said, they've been running Providence for a very long time. Um, I've got a long history in Eve with them pretty much all on the antagonism side. Uh, you'll hear a lot of stories about their famed kill on site list, the Pravi red list. You'll also hear tons of stories about how they add people to it randomly. I can confirm that that's true. We, uh, back at Nora's early days, uh, we got hired by a Providence Alliance to help them clear out reds basically. And because we looked like pirates Uh, air quotes for the podcast listeners, we got tossed on the red list by CVA anyway. So that kind of kicked off our (laughs) relationship, and it's kind of ebbed and flowed, and we've had some interesting interactions over the years. I knew from working with them that there was absolutely no way they would be okay with a Fortazar in their what is essentially the headquarters of the Pravi Block coalition, that did not follow their kill on site list, which I have no intention of respecting. So I didn't even really bother with that. Instead, I looked at who else in the area might see this for what it is, which is a really great opportunity to do something cool for the Eve community and help uh, kind of inject new life into what has always been one of the traditional content hotspots in Eve, but has sort of trailed off maybe a little bit from its height. What could What could we do there? Who could we talk to? Eventually reached out to and made partnerships with Tactical Supremacy and some of the other guys in Catch. And they were on board pretty much from the get-go. It took a little bit to get the details nailed down. But once they were, it was like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to be so much fun. (laughs) It's going to generate a lot of content to really see the value for us. And we think it's a cool thing to do for the EAP community. We're all in. Let's go. So once I got that okay, it was more like picking the day, picking the time, getting everything in place, speaking to the other alliances in the area to make sure they knew what was going on. We wouldn't have any weird surprises during the op. And then, boom, we pulled the trigger and put it down. And sure enough, Pravi did come. Uh, Anchoring a non-aligned citadel in a subspace system really extends the anchoring timer. So they had a good six days to prepare for the fight and they did not disappoint.
0: Yeah, so I've got the. I was going to say, I've got the BR pulled up right now on the stream for people to see, but the fight probably brought carriers plus fax plus armor materials and they sino jammed the system, which threw us for a loop we should have planned for it, but or planned oh, better for it, I should say.
1: Well, we, uh, so it ended knew. up happening. We knew,
0: okay, like, I didn't. It was a possibility.
1: We knew it was a possibility. They waited to, like, literally the last couple hours before pulling the trigger. But, like, we were already had, like, contingency plans in place if, as to what we'd do if that happened, which is what we did wind up doing. But go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was sitting there like an idiot at my computer with my battle work ready to go and no way to get it in there. So I had to piggyback off of the plan which Alec brought up with Tactical Wattage, which I guess is what the coalition is called, the mini-coalition, sub-coalition, uh, which is they sino all of their super capitals. They They really brought the hammer down. So they brought their super capitals, their titans, into a neighboring system on the gate and then jumped them in to 9UI via gate and then warped on top of the carriers to get in and have this fight. So it ended up being 120 on the side of the network and tactical wattage, and then 77 on the side of Pravi. Probably, probably it was insane. So when this fight goes down, right, all the super capitals are warping in. Sabres are trying to bubble as many caps as they can. I'm there in my battle, Rorquil. But the supers and everything landed 100 kilometers away. And mid-warp, the FC, faulty, he calls, okay, Titans, free-fire your DDs on carriers. Lock up a carrier and DD it. Pick one close to your name. And so I'm sitting there in my Aurora I'm out of drone control range, so I'm locking up all these characters, watching them just go boom, 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 die one after the other. I have to quickly try and launch a Moe Moe jump unit so I can jump in and get on these kill mails. I don't get on a single freaking carrier kill mail. Those caps evaporated so quickly.
1: Yeah, it w- I was almost surprising they weren't like AoE would because I I was not clear like what their doomsday fit slash strategy was. All I heard was the, the order to do the doomsdays. Uh, my carrier worked slightly behind the Titans just because I they were said only supers and then all the non-super capitals went through. So I like held off a little bit. When I landed, carriers were already starting to die and so many died in such a big chunk. I was like, oh shit, did they get boson? Or <laughs> are like, what? what? <laughs> Lanced? What happened? It just pop, 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 pop. Uh, a fair bit did wind up warping away. Uh, at least that was what was reported. I think because um, either some of them escaped the bubbling or maybe they smart bombed a few bubbles off. So a, a chunk did escape successfully, but the rest were just, it was brutal. Um, there were quite a few left and some max left for a cleanup. Uh, I was there in my carrier. I didn't really get on tons of males. I was trying to get on what I could, but they were dying really quickly.
2: Got to get a whore painter.
1: Yes. But to their credit, CVA almost pulled the objective off. I think the fort survived with about a third structure, and there were still a couple of minutes left in the timer. So they really tried to focus on the objective rather than the fight, and I feel like they had a pretty good showing. Certainly generated more pilots in that time zone than I was personally thought they were able to do, but uh, we were also, we as in mostly tactical wattage, not necessarily us, were able to generate tons more pilots than I Expected on their side, so turnout for both sides was really strong. I think it speaks to how excited everyone was for this. Excited on the wattage side, uh, probably really pissed off and/or scared on the Pravi Block side. But either way, it was a great content for the Australian time zone.
0: For anyone wondering, tactical wattage is a combination of tactical supremacy and dangerous voltage. Those are the two alliances. So. You've got now a black market within Providence, but this isn't the first market you've launched to be a Freeport market in Nulsec, right? We've got one somewhere else, don't we?
1: We do, out in the Great Wildlands. That's been our, our starter project, um, and it's gone really well. In fact, uh, I, I wasn't even that shy about it. I was like, look what we've been able to do for a region that has been super quiet look at all the activity and support we've been able to bring the alliances there use that as kind of a case study for, hey, let's bring this to a place that's already a little bit popular and let's take it to the next level. And I think it was compelling. Like, we've had pretty good results out there. Um, No one really thought anything of Great Wildlands for a long time. A few alliances were in there when we kind of like popped up on the map and we decided to go there. But in terms of the game as a whole... It's historically never been a very used region. Its geography is super weird. It's got three NPC stations right next to each other, and they're like two or three jumps outside of the low gate, and that's it. And some of the systems have like insanely long warp things and all that stuff. So despite having tons of regional connections, no one ever used it for anything. Now with Citadels, you've got small gang alliances putting down roots, living in there. And with our hub, we're basically able to bring Jita to a place that's really far from Jita and just enable those alliances to live out there more easily, focus more on the fighting and the fighting has been good. Even our, like the presence of the market hub itself has driven a lot of conflict, uh, sometimes hair raising conflict. But, uh, what was it this past summer? We basically had really awesome small gang capital fights, like 10 versus 10, 15 versus 15, 20 versus 20 caps almost every day for 3 or 4 months in a row that's awesome so to be able to do that for an area and I'm not taking sole credit there were a lot of alliances that participated in that on both sides to make that happen but to to be a part of that and like help be a catalyst for that in an area where nobody came no one paid it any mind and to have it like pop into the new eating report pop into talking stations as a thing people cared about even briefly. That's awesome. If we can do anything remotely like that for Providence, which is already on people's minds, already a destination, I think we can really make something special happen out here.
3: You know, test is sort of a market connoisseur as well. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I, I was trying to follow the, the thread And so CVA, are they the kind of like overarching sort of like father figure of Bobby kind of thing? Because they had these people were like posting these weird rules and like the CVA region rules and the cost list. And I had no idea like what was going on.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're very proactive with how they administrate the region. Uh, They care about their costless like other people care about their renter empire. Like they rigidly enforce these rules. They expect everyone in their coalition to abide by them. What CVE says goes for all those groups at any given thing. I've seen them like regularly interject themselves into eternal alliance affairs of the various groups that live there. And those groups Sometimes they're not happy with it, but for the most part, they understand that that's how things go. That's just how that coalition is run. CVA has tons of power, a lot of top-down control, and a lot of, uh, I would say, older players entrenched in those positions of power. And what they say goes, and everybody else goes along for the most part. Um, you can talk to Yin Yin Tan about how frustrating that can be for some of the younger talent that's really trying to lead and step up and take things in a fresher direction facing that kind of resistance. But it is what it is. Uh, CVA and the way they run things in part makes is part of the special sauce that makes Pravi so interesting. So while we are by default antagonists against one another, I don't want to like totally malign them. Um, They're a very integral part of the ecosystem out there. And I, have seen Pravi when CVA is totally kicked out of it. And it's not nearly as fun as when CVA is there. So uh, CVA and Pravi Block and all those guys, uh, this isn't like uh, uh, like an uh, uh, eviction thing. That's not what it's about. Uh, They're not going to like us there, but we like them there.
2: So have you considered the – are there unintended consequences or – is every aspect of that fort anchoring uh, part of the goal? Because, you know, basically what you've done is given safe haven to any enemies of CVA to freely camp, freely attack from there, reship quickly, even stock assault fleets, you know, is that all intended?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not intended that the result is they get completely evicted from their space or even evicted from the system at all. Um, but, Part of this is understanding that we're doing kind of a CCP-ish thing, which is like, here's this new thing. Let's see what the Eve community does with it. Uh, Definitely making camping a lot easier in the system is a thing. Personally, that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to, Uh, considering the gate traffic and gate layout in 9UI. I'm looking forward to some really cool gate camps, which is content that I haven't really been able to access in Great Wildlands because the traffic is really low. You need to roam out there to get any kind of targets. you can't let them come to you, so for me, this is going to be great. This is something I haven't done in probably two, three, maybe even four years seriously. so I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure there are other alliances where the reverse is true, like they're they want to get in and roam and now they can without having to worry about going through zero zero entry systems and the constant bubble camps that are there. They could park jump clones and assault frigates in the Forttazar pop in do a day trip or something, pop right out and go back to whatever they were doing. So yeah, it's kind of expected and understood that this will make <laughs> CVA's life in non UI a lot harder potentially. But uh, one of the consequences could be, they, you know, take some nasty hits as a result of that. I don't hope that's true, but if it is, then that's what it is. I would love, I would happily open the Fortizar back up to them so they could retake their space later like
3: Uh, it's all about
1: driving the conflict rather than making sure one side wins it
2: so if an enemy decides that that's going to be their staging for an assault on cva you won't change the status of freeport or yank anybody's access it is what it is at this point whatever happens happens
1: yeah i mean so when we went into great wildlands it was with the blessing of the local alliances that kind of held the power in the area And so I happily said, sure, if anyone is using this as like a primary staging point to like kill all your structures and evict you from the area, yeah, that's not cool. Totally fine with saying in that case, we'll restrict their access and not let them use it. On the CBA side of things, they're like actively prevented the Fortizar from going up, which I don't blame them for, but at the same time, it is in our strategic interest to make sure they have other stuff to deal with besides us. So, uh, I'm not in a big hurry to prevent people from attacking them at the same time. If they, somewhere down the line wanted to go, Hey, we've decided not to like object to your presence here anymore on this condition. I would be open to having that discussion, but right now that's not happening.
2: Really interesting.
1: Yeah. This isn't like a, uh, Freeport just for Freeport's sake. It's not a stupid Freeport. <laughs> if people are trying to shoot it, they're not gonna be able to dock there. Uh if you know I make an I'm a mercenary by heart, as Artemis knows. Uh once Mercs break you know set a contract, we don't break it. So if I make a diplomatic deal with someone for whatever reason, that's gonna get enforced. Um in the Great Wildlands case. We never necessarily needed to do that. Uh, The only people that were trying to evict the alliances that were helping us also actively shot the station. So there is no question. But would it have come up that someone that didn't aggress the station was using it to evict everyone that was helping protect it? There's absolutely no question it would have revoked their access to do that. Likewise, if I give my word to CBA or tactical or whoever regarding the station or some contingency plan for it, I'm going to keep that promise as long as they keep their end.
0: It's also worth noting that Pravi isn't in a vacuum, right? So if some group tries to come in and evict Providence, we aren't the only group whose best interest is served if Pravi block still lives in Pravi, right? You've got HTP, honorable third party, you've got waffles who hang around there a lot. You've got all these groups who love to fight Pravi but their enjoyment of the game, their content would dry up if Pravi were to be evicted. And, and, had, and-
1: I'm sorry, God. I was going to say, hasn't a uh, uh, question to Ron? Hasn't test helped Pravi recently? Like you guys are sort of friendly with them, right?
3: Yeah. I have a comment uh, prepared and uh, you should just uh, direct that towards our lawyers. Thank you. <laughs> 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 we actually had faulty on the show. Um, It was like four weeks ago, I think. And, you know, uh, test stance is, you know, probably do probably things. And faulty is, man, 2%, you know, of Eve is the Australian time zone. Sometimes we fight with so-and-so. Sometimes we fight with so-and-so. Like, we just want to fight. And, you know, all right, cool, man. Like, you know, it's no skin off our back. You guys are having fun. It's all good. I think we do have
0: to give a massive shout-out to Faulty and his crew, uh, because I think it's fair to say that they are the reason the Fort is there in 9UI right now, right? Is that accurate, Alec?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, when I pitched this idea to Fawlty, uh, I had already pitched it to, or at least run it by Brave and other people. Um, he was not nearly as skeptical as any of those guys. He was like, first two lines, like, oh, this is great! <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So, uh, he's a very enthusiastic partner and I, we've known each other for a while and Eve now, uh, he's a great guy and I'm super excited to finally like not just know him through like talking in chat channels or seeing each other deep down under or whatever, but actually like in fleet with him working on something. It's kind of cool. So absolutely tactical supremacy, uh, their whole tactical wattage coalition, like a bunch of alliances turned up, uh, HTTP, Volt's new alliance, which I, the name is escaping me. Um, But, uh, and a few other smaller alliances came in the Watchmen, I think was there as well. Um, They really turned out for us and, and shared a lot of support. We could never have done this on our own. It wouldn't even be possible on our own. So we are really thankful that we have great partners in those alliances. And I will sing their praises to the hills to anyone that asks
0: do they get uh, special discounted rates at the market?
1: They do. As a matter of fact, I don't know if that's gotten out to their line members, but they get half. Wow. half so yeah, any enterprising marketeers in tactical supremacy, if you'd like to undercut your, <laughs> your competition by several percentage points, uh, feel free to dock up and drop your loads, so to speak.
0: <laughs> All right. And, uh, Thank you very much, Alec, for coming on and explaining to us the situation. I understand you have some very important work to go do, so we will let you get off to do that. Thanks again for joining us. Providence Black Market. What's the station is called the Black Market, right?
1: Yes, the station is called the Black Market. We were bandying about a few different names. Ultimately decided to go with that because it is both pretty thematically appropriate, considering it is very unauthorized by Pravi Block. And also uh, a nice nod to Noir, which had to shut its doors this year. But uh, putting or uh, actually back then it was taking because we couldn't put them down. Uh, Taking the station in 9UI, retaking it and putting it back to kind of the Unity station Freeport model uh, was always something I hoped Noir would accomplish. And we weren't able to do that before it was time to close the doors. But we finally did it. So in, in a way. So uh, it's a slight nod to them as well. And shout outs to the entire Noir family wherever they are right now. Also, my current corp is recruiting. So if you're hearing this Noir family, come home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we uh well, it's the same corp as Artemis, right? So we'll get the info.
1: Yeah. Uh, capitalist you just have Army an and Channel. Okay. Capitalist chat, capitalist space chat for corp recruitment, but also the network is the alliance that we started this year. I didn't really tell anybody at the time we were starting it to launch this ninety y project, but we were. So uh if any corps are interested and like think what we're doing is cool and want to help defend it and support it and get more involved, I'd be really interested to talking with you.
0: Although one caveat would be if you're joining with the intention of putting a market hub in Stain, I'm told that's very low on the priority list.
1: I mean never say never stain guy. <laughs>
0: All right, fantastic.
1: All right, bye, guys. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks, Alec. See you, Alex. Okay, well, let's hop into other stuff that's been happening around New Eden. First of all, we've got a Keepstar that died in MTO2. Now, MTO2, help my memory here, that was where GOTG tried to anchor a Keepstar back when the DRF was still a thing, right? That's why I recognize that name? I don't... Silver? I I certainly hope so. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, you got me well let's just quickly go here and check keep star it's yep. dead it was unrigged but it belonged to a corporation called UAGs and the story that we're getting now these are Russian guys and there's a divide between the Russian community and the English community in EVE Online mainly because of the language barrier it is difficult even when you're trying to, to find someone who speaks English or someone who can translate for you in situations like this but the story which we have gotten from the defender side the UAG's is that there was a bit of a falling out UAG's used to be a member of dot imbalance but there was a falling out UAG's left dot imbalance and one of the previous leadership fc figures within dot imbalance and UAG's had foot the bill for this keepstar it was a, he considered it his keepstar and so when he and his corp left he took the keepstar with him and a uh, little bit of time passed, he goes AFK for a little bit, and then Dot and Balance come in and kill the Keepstar. So that's what happened, that's why this kill mill has shown up. It's interesting that, uh how in the world did he tra- just take the Keepstar with him? It must have been his, right? If he just transferred it out, or at least he was very powerful in
3: the Alliance. Yeah, he made a, might have just transferred ownership or something, and then yeah, then went F- AFK or whatever, and they were like, well, you know, if he's not going to be around, then let's kill it.
2: And the access list is controlled at the corp level, right? So you could just say, this is mine, and change the access list.
0: Oh, that is a very interesting note, that is controlled at the corp level. I did not know that. Also, it is correct that MTO2 was where... GOTG tried to anchor a Keepstar back when the DRF was still a thing, and it died. So we confirmed that. Silver, I'm glad. I wanted to ask you, so last week on the show, and indeed weeks before that, when you announced that you were moving down to Amenti, we were concerned, well, we were looking forward to the content that you would have, right? Being right next door to Fraternity, a new place for your alliance to grow and flourish, but then you had a slight bit of a concern about Skill Yourself, who had started to become active in the area. What's an update on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, Skill Yourself has been slowly, uh, slowly burning up their aggression in Immensia, um, particularly in fed up space because it is fresh salve. So it's low ADM space. Um, you can see that uh, YTech F that you had there on the map. Uh, they took that iHub uh, pretty quickly after he dropped it, like a day or two after. And they have uh, RF to the TCU today, um, and they have an Astra house down there. So they've been very, very active in the you know, EU time zone and their strength. And uh, we've had some skirmishes with them in the US time zone. Um, it's been fun for us, but you know they, they've been doing a lot of damage. You know they caught a super, running super two days ago. Um, poor guy almost got out. He uh, he broke off tackle and he jumped to a beacon, but that beacon was camped. So. You know, um, they're showing uh, that they are a very good PvP group and uh, a rough one to handle. But, you know, we're lucky that we came down and, and, and there's content here. And even when they're not around, you know, we we took a roam through FRT space uh, two nights ago. It was fantastic fun. Those guys really get riled up when you go kill their ratters. Uh, I just took Assault Frigates in there and had two Titans on me in a matter of a couple minutes. It's been fantastic. Uh my group is very happy to be here. Um, morale is way up, and PvP is starting to pick up for us. So, yeah, we're look, looking forward to more stuff with uh, with Skillu.
0: Really quickly, that he um, you, you said he you jumped to a beacon. That's the new flex structure, right? The sinus oral beacons. Correct. Yeah. And so it was on grid with another citadel for defense, presumably. But the citadel, because it's not a pause, it doesn't have auto defenses, and so it was able to be basically camped.
2: Yeah, and part of the problem was it was a fortazar too. Unfortunately, um, I think he panic jumped right and just picked the wrong one out of like four choices he had. The poor guy picked the wrong one, where there was no keep star. So somebody did man the fort, and there was a bit of a fight over it, but um, it it was a bit too late. Just unfortunate. Good catch by uh, by skillu.
3: You know, and I think it's you know important to remember that skillu are are really good. <laughs> like they are very these guys good. Are, they are good PvP, um, you know, that really this is kind of, you know, top tier, right? Null you know, fights. And you're getting some small gang stuff and you know, Skill You, you know, we lost one of our uh, great FCs over there a couple of months ago. Nice guy. Um and you know, these guys are strategists, right? So they're just gonna hard counter whatever you bring and they're going to force you guys to be better. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're looking at it in, with a great attitude, right? Which is, Hey, it's fun. It's something new, you know? And at the end of the day, like, you know, the dinosaurs are right behind you, right? So it's not like, you know, you're going anywhere. You're, you're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And yeah, right. skill yourself has also got some new interesting things to deal with now. So we talked about almost, I guess, a month ago now, uh, when Red Menace Coalition left cash, it was taken over by Skill Yourself and their renting alliance, uh, Circle of Hell. And so they, they just burned through, took all the sovereign cash. It was presumably theirs. It seemed like there were a few residents, but it wasn't a lot of high activity. But now someone is starting to entosis cash again. And so if you take a look at the map, if you take a look at the timer board, everything is, or a vast majority of things are reinforced. In fact, uh, one system has been taken by a recently formed alliance that is amusingly called Entosis is a Good Mechanic, which is <laughs> fantastic. And their, their corporation, it's a single-corp alliance, as far as I can tell. The corporation is called Theme Park MMO. And they, they stuck out to me because of the names of their characters. It appears that this is just one dude in his SP farming corp that's doing this, so it, it shouldn't be too much of an issue for skill yourself to handle. But like, their characters include Ajita Bug, they have got No Liquid Ozone, they have sessions Change Timer, Space Paperwork Bitch... They've got oh what other names? They just got fantastically named alts that are losing T1 and Entosis frigates out in cash, and yet they're still managing to Entosis like everything out there. An interesting that's thing, hilarious. to keep an eye on. Theme park MMO for sure. Yeah,
2: you know, that's funny. I, I think that's like Fuzzy at work, right? You know, the, the fact that the a guy, a group like that, can sort of meme Sav is sort of it's you know it's working as intended, right? Like, if you're not living there and, and and focusing those ADMs, those windows are wide open. You can't watch it all the time. T2 with Link will take them pretty quick, you know? Yeah, if
0: you look at the ADMs in cash, there are a few systems which are relatively high, but almost everything is still down at, like, one or two ADM level. So it is yeah. definitely ripe for the taking, and apparently this one SP farming else wants to take it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's 18-hour windows, like, you know, just a few minutes with a T2 toaster to light the map up, so.
0: Well, on the note, so Cash used to belong to Red Menace Coalition, and when Red Menace Coalition retreated, they went back to what has been their home for a long time in period basis, and people started to notice, in fact, I think it was even posted to Reddit, that the sovereignty in period basis has started transitioning from the previous owners, which were Red Alliance and Midas-22, over to Condi Goonswarm Federation. And so there's been a lot of questions, okay, what is happening here? Why is this Saab flipping? And I don't have answers for you. I have no idea what's going on. Um, I don't know why the Saab is disappearing. I can't tell you it's definitely peaceful. There's no fighting happening over the Saab. There is fighting happening in the region, but that's mostly Ron's crew, Test Alliance, Coming in there with raiding parties and killing the ratters and everything like that, but as far as fighting over the Sav, this is definitely a mutual thing, or red alliance and midas twenty two have just completely given up and don't care about the space whatsoever, which I don't think is the case because the ratters are still dying there
3: yeah, and on your screen there the G magic uh, as we call it for Paragon soul that's you know right you know right on our border um so You know, I used to mine in G-Magic and, you know, the the goons would always bring raiding fleets and we send raiding fleets over there as well. And it's, you know, it's a lot of fun fighting back and forth. It's a lot of good content, but um, yeah, I I don't know, um, you know, I've heard that Red is moving, but I don't know, you know, the details of it or anything, but. You know, uh, it's all good. I I remember my first reaction is, where is period, like, where is that? And then the second one was, that's actually really close.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so for anyone who's unfamiliar with NOLSEC geography, period basis is just south of Delve. So it's adjacent to Delve. RMC has been an ally of Gunsorm Federation for years. And so they've been able to stay there sort of under the protection of the Imperium, or at least nobody's attacked them seriously with the intention of taking their space due to their proximity there. It's also adjacent to Stain and to Peregrine Soul, which is the region that Test and Legacy own and send raiding parties through. I guess one final thing that we wanted to mention on today's show is I, I really wasn't even going to mention it. It didn't really seem significant to me, but what was significant were the reactions that we got and Ron you you really wanted to talk about this on the show so
3: say your piece man this is uh, i mean so first so let's let's talk about what he did so uh, so guy goes and he's like hey you can't get a 1000 kill marks right and the only people that are at that kind of range or at that level are usually Uh, AT ships, right? Um, And we've seen a few AT ships. They go around with those uh, Cromoas and get these kind of little frigate fights, and they get 700, 800 kill marks. But this very special person is a hell. And what he does is he camps the faction warfare beacon in a hell cloaked up. 200 off the beacon. So so the mechanics, right? So the mechanics of it are this. So you can't probe him down and, uh, you know, warp to him. You can't do that uh, because if you warp to him, you're going to warp to the beacon. Yeah, I mean, you can probe him down, but, yeah, you can't warp straight to him because it's dead space. Right. So anything that warps to him is going to warp to the beacon, right? And it's going to be – and then the hell is going to be cloaked up. But, you know, they were talking about in the thread that if he sees anything bigger, you know, than a destroyer, he just warps off. So, you know, this is like a 99.9% safe way to farm frigate kills with a supercarrier. So he'll have a little frigate there at the beacon. And that's just tackle, super tank tackle. Somebody warps in. He tackles him. He uncloaks the hell, and then he sends the fighters to him. Like, it it it's one of the lamest things I've ever heard. Like, I it's like stunning to me how lame that is. It, isn't that to you guys? Well,
2: unfortunately, Ron, there's <laughs> nothing new. Us guys in Faction Warfare have seen this for many years. Uh, EE, remember those guys, Escalating Entropy? Uh, we're famous for that. They had a guy that would do it in, in CalGal space all the time. Um, but yes, it's extremely frustrating because no matter how many times I tell my guy, you see this alt sitting outside a small run, you know? But yes, it's it's extremely lame because there's there's little to no counterplay there uh and yeah they just farm up kills and they think it's funny and then usually it follows with some you know local spurge about how we're noobs and "Ah, i gotcha it's
3: it's... well so what you just said though that's my uh, that's my like irritation with it there's no counterplay right like what you can't do anything i mean I was, you know, we were talking in public channel. I was talking to Elo, and I'm like, Elo, dude, am I missing any mechanics? Because the only way that you could possibly catch that person would be two Command Destroyers and a Hick. You go into the beacon, and then you double jump, and you perfectly land perfectly on them, and then are able to Hick Point. And that's, you know... Nah, he's
2: aligned, and yeah, as soon as he sees you spool, he'll be out. The only thing I could ever think of is he has to warp somewhere, right, and he's a big old super. So there is a chance that you can one-shot him with probes before he cloaks, warp hex, and then just drop a bunch of shit where he cloaked and try to decloak him. That could probably work, but you know you need some substantial balls to do that and be an, an excellent prober. Or to pause. The
0: thing that I love about this is, well, personally, I'm hoping that more people see what this guy does and they think, "Ooh, I can go farm frigates in my super infection faction warfare." And then we get a bunch of dumb super pilots who only ever like ratted in their super out in low sec, trying to gank frigates with it and just super kill mills all day, every day. It would that, that is my dream that happens as a result of this nonsense. But personally, I am just happy with the amount of salt coming from both sides, because Ron is like perfect example of this is dumb. This shouldn't happen. You've got Silver here who's just sort of accepted it. He's dealt with it for so long. Eyes glazed over like nothing new.
3: I'm sitting here just enjoying the show. It's wonderful. (laughs) I mean, the the creme de la creme. The the icing on top. And then the cherry (laughs) is the little, the long story he wrote of Like, this kind of role-play story that was actually really well-written, you know, and oh, and he's evaded this and evaded that, and he renamed his ship the Lucifer. Like, (laughs) and then one of the top comments was, that's a lot of words for saying you're camping (laughs) a Faction Warfare with a hell. Like, that's a lot of words for that. (laughs) Like, come on, man. You're killing me with this.
2: And a lot of the people he kills are just new bros and t1 frigates who don't even know how they just died like what the hell just happened literally
3: yeah he's one he's like one jump from a novice system like come on dude jesus Mm -hmm.
2: very cool bro yeah it doesn't impress me much it's and it's nothing new by the way man like if he thinks that he like invented some cool way to farm it's been out there for years people have always done that
0: all right well that's about all we have for today's show had some fantastic times with Alec telling us about the new Black Market Citadel in Pravi. If you want to get to it, if you're probably Kos to Pravi, so just search for Nine UI; it'll be the only station available. Alternatively, just hop into Pravi and open your Structure Browser; it'll also be the only station available. Um, we also talked about stuff that's been happening. Keep stars dying. A lot of fighting going on centered around skill yourself, interestingly enough. Some of it interesting, or pardon me, some of it seeming to be heating up. Some of it just seems to be troll toasting. And we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and keep you guys informed in the future. But that'll do it for this episode of Talking Stations. Actually, before we head out, we should do shout outs. Alec is gone, but he would definitely be shouting out both Faulty and his dudes with the Dangerous Wattage Co- Coalition, as well as his corporation, Capitalist Army. Ron, you got any shout outs for us?
3: I got a shout out for uh, Perimeter Police Department, the uh, high-sec SIG for test. You guys are doing uh, great work. How about you, Silver? Uh, you know, I'll give a shout out
2: to my fit up boys, especially the logistics crew. I mean, we've been down here for a little over a week now, trying to get spun up as fast as we can with this impending uh, aggression, and we've really come up to speed very very quickly. Um, and we're into PvP now, and back, starting to get into the swing of things, and I'm proud of you guys, well done.
0: Oh, I know. I have a shout-out. My shout-out goes to Scourge. Dot Because they're starting down in Scalding Pass. They're shooting at the Cure in the RNN pocket of Northeastern or Northwestern Scalding Pass. And there are a bunch of fights that I'm about to like put a jump clone down and go have some fun with. So shout-out to you guys for bringing more content to my doorstep. Alright, that'll do us. See you guys on Sunday.